Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lead Well podcast. I'm your host today, Sherry Cochran. Once again, this month, we're opting for me to fly solo. I'm not joined in our studio by our discussion team, and we're just trying to be wise amidst the circumstances. But we're really all hoping that we can do that soon. We're really grateful for each of you who has been listening and especially for sharing the podcast. And we're always encouraged to hear how they are both sharpening and strengthening you as a leader. Today, I'm really excited to bring you the second part of my interview with pastor, counselor, coach, consultant, leader, Chip Judd. Last time we dove in and talked about change and the heart. And this month, we're going to dive even more deeply discussing the heart. If you didn't listen to last month's podcast, I really encourage you to go check that out first before you jump into part two. Well, without any further explanation, let's just get back to Chip Judd about change and the heart. I want to dive a little deeper into the word mindfulness, because we've talked about the heart. You talked about the pace of the heart. When you say that, what do you mean by heart? What are we talking about? I mean, heart, uh, you know, if you do classically scriptural, a lot of people say heart and spirit are the same thing. I've evolved over my journey counseling people that that doesn't work for me anymore because, you know, my spirit recreated when I received Jesus. And yet scripture talks about how my heart can not do well. Mm-hmm. So I believe the heart is our, is our spirit, but I also believe it's our deepest subconscious self. But that sounds weird or unhelpful. Here's the point <laughs> of it. Um, every experience we've ever had in our life is it has taught us something. And it's all stored. And every reaction we have, bubbles through that and affects our choices really, really fast. Hmm. Now, what am I trying to say? So um, Proverbs 4, 23, guard your heart for from it flow the issues of life. The problem with a challenge like that is most people don't even know their heart. Right. They don't. Kind of what we were talking about earlier that when you when you find yourself in a situation like overthinking, overreacting, do you slow down? See, that's what I mean about the word why. The why takes you down closer to your heart. Behavior is yeah. root, heart forces are root. Why don't, gosh, why do I react like that to that kind of, like I used to react really badly toward, my father would wasn't very good at expressing affection and would say to me, you're lazy, you'll never mount anything. And it was largely because he and I, he was, my brother was wired more like him. I'm more indoorsy. He was more outdoorsy. (laughs) And so what it created was a sense of insecurity and inferiority around male authority figures. So I would get around, you know, type A driven leaders, and I would feel so insecure. Mm. And, And of course, I didn't like them you know, and develop this whole repertoire of reasons to not like them. When in reality, I, I hated that I wasn't like them. Huh. Um, until, um, you know, I, I, I'd be like, gosh, why do I react like that? 
in the why. Now, I'm not talking about in one five-minute sit, but over months and years, God helped me put together some of what I just said. And eventually, I realized that I'm not wired like them. Mm. And I'm not wired like them because we have different assignments. My assignment is to be predominantly a person who creates a safe environment for others to process their life stuff. Well, to be a person who can create that environment, I can't be in a hurry all the time. I can't be all about my next, hey, hey get you know, talk, talk faster. I got to be somewhere. So, um, so when God helped me see that I'm intentionally, by design, made the way I am, it helped me it, in my heart. It helped me kind of go, ah, mm-hmm. wait a minute, God. You, you made me this way. You like me this way. And so my heart made peace with it. And my reactions changed. I didn't change my reactions. Am I making sense? Uh-huh. I changed my heart. I didn't change my heart. God did. Right. And, and it's just been amazing because now the crazy thing is that's who I spend most of my time around. <laughs> Our type A driven leaders. <laughs> that quite honestly need help bringing balance to their lives. That's, that's so cool. So for those of us that are, maybe we're along the journey or we're new to the idea of kind of exploring the whys of the heart, what are some questions or what method, like I'm, I'm sure you tell people all the time, like how do we start doing that? What are some questions that we sit with in order to think, you know, why am I responding to change the way they am? Or like, what are the questions that we might go through in order to get to the roots of the heart? Right. Um, gosh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> let me just ramble and you poke back if I'm not answering you. Like, <clears throat> like one of the things I would do is this. Let's say, let's say I noticed a, a, a pattern always ended badly. Like, like the one I just said, I would, I would get around, like I can picture myself at pastor's meetings years ago and I would, I would over talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? When like one, one person across the room from you shares a story, well then you got to up it. You got to tell a better story. <laughs> and I'd be riding home with my wife and I'd say, baby, why, why do I talk so much? And why do I feel like I have to tell a story better than theirs? And now, now my point is that's the that's the fruit. Uh-huh. So you you take a situation like think of a situation where you know your reactions are not they don't they're not good they're not healthier they're not whatever um, maybe an interaction with a certain type of person or a certain person and it always ends with you in a bad place. So you look at that and you say okay you, you kind of like I'm a journaler so I would take my journal I'd say okay God. What, what's going on here? And what I would do is I'd say, okay, what what am I thinking or feeling when I'm in that room with those guys? Hmm. And comparison is the root of all inferiority. So first of all, I'm comparing myself to them and coming out on the short end of the stick. So I'm compensating for that. Now, so I'm like, okay, so what am I feeling? I'm feeling anxious because I want them to like me. I'm anxious because I want them to see me as one of them. 
Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm writing all this. So then it's like three things. Capture, question, replace. Capture, question, replace. What I'm doing when I'm doing what I was just saying is I'm capturing my thoughts. So I'm in a situation where I, it tends to bring out the worst in me. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it. What, what am I? And I describe it a little bit. Well, this is how I feel. This is how I act. The, the, that first question, Second Corinthians 10, uh, take every thought captive. What am I thinking when I'm sitting there? What am I thinking on the way to that meeting? And again, your situation might be different. Right. But what am I thinking? What am I saying to myself? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is I'm not them. I'm not good. I'm not as good as they are, whatever, whatever. So so capture. So I've captured a couple of thoughts. Like here's one that I found for me. Um, I'm a disappointment. Mm. Like I used to live with this thought that I make a really good first impression. I come across, I look sharp, I think like, oh man, this guy's this guy's sharp. But I'm afraid if you really hang around me very long, you're going to realize I'm not. Mm. You know, I'm really not. Because I'm not. I, I have some big gaps in my, I call myself execution impaired. <laughs> I mean, I just like, I'm really good in the moment. But if you gave me a list of things to get done, gosh, I'm going to frustrate the mess out of you. <laughs> Um, so that was, that was one of my phrases that God helped me see. Like, I believe this, I believe every one of us has a Goliath issue. Mm-hmm. What is a Goliath issue? Taller than all the rest, bigger, stronger, kick your butt, a hundred of you guys. Something that seems like a giant. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't seem like one. It is one. Okay. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. That giant made a deal. He said this, if your champion can kick my butt, all the rest of us will serve you. Oh, interesting. So here's, my, here's my deal. Name your Goliath, mm. and then you and Jesus take its head off. Because mm. if you ever identify and slay your Goliath, my Goliath was a sense of inferiority. Well, Jesus and I cut that sucker's head off. Mm-hmm. Why? How? By becoming like those other guys? No. By realizing I was different by design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're better at some things than I am, mm-hmm. but I'm better at some things than they are. Mm-hmm. So you captured Just your original different. thought. And then what do you mean by question? Yeah. All right. Capture the thought. Most important question. So you captured it. Right. I'm a disappointment. You ask it questions. You Here's what it's like. It's like that that statement's on the witness stand and you're the opposing lawyer Mm. and you grill that thing. Most important question is this. Who told you that? Mm. Genesis 3, after the fall, Adam says, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Gosh, we could talk about that for days. Mm -hmm. Fear, shame, and isolation. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Next words out of God's mouth. Who told you that? Yeah. Who told you that? So. I'm a disappointment. You're lazy and never amount to anything. Well, who told me that? My yeah. father, my earthly father. Who told me that? Mm-hmm. Next question. God, do you agree? Hmm. 
And what that does is it begins to create this tension between a thought that has ruled as king in your soul and God. And you begin to create this environment within yourself. Remember, detach, look back. You create this environment where you can look back at your habitually dominant thoughts and go, wait a minute. Where did that sucker come from? (laughs) And um, now here's an interesting qualifier. Like in my journey, you're lazy, you'll never mount anything. Uh, You know, I'm a disappointment. Here's, Here's what I learned, Sherry. My father probably said, you're lazy, you'll never mount anything five times. Mm. Probably. But it went deep. <laughs> I, I heard it hundreds of times. Mm. So who said it? Well, at some point you started saying that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Now think about that for a minute. Yeah. There's a point in your journey where you become your own abuser. Wow. Wow. Now, that sucks. But there's magic there. Mm-hmm. If I'm my abuser, then I can stop. Mm, that's good. That's good. So capture the thought. I believe all of us have two to three key lies that we continue to repeat to ourselves about ourselves. And I believe all of us have one master lie. Mm. And that was mine. You're lazy, you'll never mount anything. Which translated into... Sooner or later, I'm going to be a disappointment. Right. And the reality is I am. But I'm going to hit it out of the park in some other areas. Mm. I'm a, I'm a, everybody's a 10 at something. Yeah. Don't let the things that you're a two or three at rob you from enjoying the 10s. That's good. That's good. So have your thoughts, question them, poke at them. Like for me, well, I feel like I'm not a type A. Well, you know what? I'm not. <laughs> But you know what? I'm really, really good at some Thank other goodness stuff. the whole world's not type A. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'd cut my wrist, man. I'd want out I would want out of here. So number three, how do we number replace Number three it? is replace. Replace. So the re- the best thing to replace it with is scripture. Mm. Uh, but you could paraphrase scripture. That's what I love to do. I love to take a scripture and and, and mull it, mull it, mull it, you know, over. Uh like for me in that area, you're lazy, you're never about to anything. My, my solution or my, like where I am now is what I'm saying to you. I can say I'm execution impaired. It doesn't hurt me at all. Mm-hmm. Because if, if I weren't wired the way I am, I wouldn't be able to sit with people hour after hour and talk to them about what's bothering me. Because if you came to me for counseling for that 45 minutes or whatever it is, you're going to have my undivided attention. Mm-hmm. You, you, I don't have an agenda. You are the agenda. Right. Now, guess what? If I was a type A goal-oriented, driven, let's get her done person, I wouldn't be able to do that. Right. Right. In other words, I can give you my full attention because you know what? I'm cool. Let's, let's hang. Mm-hmm. I got nowhere else I need to be. <laughs> Nothing else I need to be doing. Uh, so God made me this way. Like, I love these, these phrases, know yourself, like yourself, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, there's way, that sounds cute. It ain't cute. That's hard to I'm do. Talking, That's hard I'm to do. I'm talking to apply ruthless truth to know yourself. Yeah. 
oh, you can you can be anything you want to be. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. I agree. <laughs> well, you could do anything you set your mind to. No, you can't. <laughs> Absurd. <laughs> You're made to fit well in certain areas and not fit in others. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Make peace with it. So capture your thoughts, question your thoughts, replace your thoughts. That's good. So I'm thinking about just we're in a season of change. All of us as leaders, we might be leading our home, a team, wherever we're leading. And like you said earlier, the pressure of change is revealing these cracks in us. But the nature of this season is opening an opportunity for us, if we will, as you said, what kind of new normal are we intentionally going to create to sit with those thoughts and to do what you just said? Capture the thoughts that like I, I, I did this a little bit earlier because I was revisiting some of my old ways of living where I was being hyper vigilant about things. And, and I was going, oh, man, I'm doing that again. That's something that came up earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. So I see that we have an opportunity if we want that slower pace, that slower pace and going deeper is going to require us to slow down, see how we're responding to things and as a leader, as a person. And then asking these questions in order that over time the Lord can change our heart. Whenever you think about leaders, spiritual leaders or marketplace leaders, why is it so important for the people we are around for us to do that? If we don't take the time to capture our thoughts, question them, replace them, how, how are we affecting other people if we just go, ah, no, I don't want to do that? I mean, there's several, several responses to that. Um, if, if our hope is, to, you know, reproduce ourselves. You know, we in the church, we would call it discipleship. In the secular arena, you might call it mentoring, whatever. Um, and here's an interesting principle that I believe. You teach what you know, you reproduce what you are. That's good. Meaning, um, most real-life substantive change is caught, not taught. Um in other words, let, you know, let's say I'm, I'm your leader, Sherry, and, and I, I talk about, you know, let's say everything we're talking about right now. But I, I, I'm your leader, so you're around me like at least 40 hours a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you realize I don't do it. Right. I, I just taught all this cool stuff. And, and, and you realize you've been with me now a year, five, three, seven, whatever. And you're like, he doesn't even do that. <laughs> well, the problem is, my words don't carry weight anymore. Mm. My, my, my life doesn't impact you. You know, you, you made an issue earlier that my undergrad degrees in chemistry, <laughs> I love science. I love those principles. I, I taught physics in high school for a while. Um, I love the principle. Momentum is, is, is mass times velocity. Um, Velocity is, you might say, is you know the, the 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 rate of activity. Mass is velocity is the rate of activity. Mass is the weight hmm. or substance of the activity. Well, the problem with this, I'm not applying these things. I can raise a lot of dust with my activity, mm-hmm. but there's no weight to my words. Mm. There's no, you know. I, again, I'm. It's stupid how awesome my wife and I and our life is. We just 
even this stuff, like what we're doing right now, I'm just, it's just stupid that I get to do <laughs> stuff like this. But I, I love, I tell you, here's the, here's the, here's the kind of compliment you want. You young punks out there, and you're one of them. Sure. You, any, <laughs> well, thank you, you for know, saying you punks, that. <laughs> here, here's what you want when you, when you hit stages of life. I'm 66. When a young guy says to you, uh, you know why, you know why I, I like to talk to you, or you know why, whatever, whatever. And here's what, here, here's what you want them to say. You, you live what you talk. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like you. Mm-hmm. I, how many times people have said to me, uh, we want a marriage like you and Colleen have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what's in our training manual. Right. No. So if you don't, like your question, if leaders, influencers, people in a position to have some kind of an impact and influence on other people's lives, the best way you can move them in the direction they need to go is to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a, that's a big one. That's good. A big one. That's good. So Chip, I know that you're doing some really great stuff on Facebook and before we sign off from these two episodes and we're so thankful that you've been with us, I want to make sure that you get to tell us about what you're doing and the resources that are available for leaders, just people in general. Tell us what's happening on Facebook these days. You know, one thing you can do is just search my name, Google, and you'll find everybody posts their messages. So places I speak, you can find that on there. On Facebook, I, every Wednesday morning, at, I call it the eight-minute mind shift, and uh, I do it at 8.08, and all the eights are because eight in Scripture is a number of new beginnings. So, um, uh, you know, every Wednesday, but you don't have to be there at 8.08. It, it, it goes on Facebook permanently. It, I also turn it into a podcast and a YouTube channel. And all you have to do is search my name, Chip Judd. There aren't many of us out there. C-H-I-P-J-U-D-D. yes. And um, working on some other things because I love, uh, honestly, this stretch has been good for me because I've learned some more about technology and how you can use it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, those would be the biggest ways. The 8-Minute Mind Shift, I've been doing it for almost two years now, so there's a bunch of them on there. And uh I talk about all the kind of stuff we've been talking about. And it's, to be honest with you, I call it the eight minute mind shift. It's usually about 10 or 12 minutes. Just so you don't, just so you don't go there and get frustrated. Just so we don't go. He was lying. That wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've actually had people say that to me, by the way. That's that funny. <laughs> so if you could leave us with one thought, one thing that you're saying, Hey, in this ever changing season that we're in, cause it's going to keep changing for a while. What is one thing that you would encourage people to keep front of mind? I know that's a big question, but I feel yeah. like you can handle it. Gosh, I mean, I, you, you know, we need to come back, do this one, and talk about this the whole time. <clears throat> most important thing I've learned. How about that? The most important thing I've learned is why God created me mm-hmm. and why God created you. And we don't, for the most part, we don't get it. Mm-hmm. God did not create you to worship him. He did not create you to serve him. He did not create you to love him. He created you so that he could love you. 
Wow. And when you learn to let him love you, you will do all those other things back to him. He did not create you to worship, serve, or love him. He created you so he could love you. Wow. If we if all we just sit just, with I, that, yeah. If we all just sit with that in this it, season. Wow. I call it R and R. If we could learn to receive and rest in the Father's love. Hmm. Jesus didn't die to take you to heaven. He died to take you to your Father. That is so good. And, yeah. So is any one thing I'd ever you ever ask me one thing, any kind of question that says one thing. That's, that's it. Where huh? I'm go. That's it. You you've got to learn to recognize, receive, and rest in the fact that you were created to be loved. And you've got to learn how to do it. That is so good. That is so good. Thank you, Chip. All right. Good to be here. I always learn so much from Chip, and I trust that you did too. I hope that you found it both encouraging and challenging. Don't forget that we now have a discussion guide available on our website for this and all of our other episodes. You can look for those discussion guides over at leadwellpeople.com backslash podcast. We really hope that you'll use it both individually with your team at work or maybe even a small group so that you can take the things that we're learning and just dive deeper. Be sure to go over to Facebook and look for that eight-minute mind shift that Chip has available there. Just search Chip Judd at Facebook and you'll be sure to find him. We're really thankful for each of you that are sharing the podcast each month. And if you haven't already, please follow us at Leadwell People on Instagram so that we can connect with you. Tag us and let us know what stood out to you from this or any of our other episodes. We would really appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you again next month.